Welcome to Between X and Z, a dad and his daughter's podcast. I'm Roger, I'm the dad, and I represent Gen X. And I'm Tori. I'm the daughter, and I'm representing Generation Z. Over here at Between X and Z Podcast, we're a one-take, no-edits podcast discussing all range of topics from religion to what's trending on Twitter. Those conversations you wish you could have with your dad, Roger and I will have them for you, and we're putting them on the internet. Settle back and grab a snack and enjoy this episode of Between X and Z. Welcome back, y'all. It has been a minute. Wow, that was pitifully... (laughs) Under no energy there. Sorry, okay, I was going to do the Spongebob voice like four months later, but I've ever, I've never actually seen Spongebob, so I don't feel like I could oh have properly gosh. done it justice. But still, that was pretty low energy. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay, in my in my defense, I woke up 20 minutes ago and now we're recording. Oh my so. gosh. Well, welcome to Between X and yes. Z. Welcome back. It's been a hot minute. Probably not for you guys who are listening, but for us and recording between the first episode zero and one and now probably been about two and a half months yes Um, because we had great intentions of yes doing a weekly podcast and then things got crazy happened yes but we are back in business now and who are you doesn't really matter oh i'm so sorry my name is tori i am the daughter and i'm roger i'm the dad and our podcast is a what is between x and z it's the what tori the wise of life man we were so smart when we made that up I'm that telling was so you. good. And our icon, our artwork is killer. It so is. Okay, enough about enough about how awesome we are. What's happening? Well, we are trying to figure out how we want to do this podcast. Kind of what's the structure going to be? And I think I think we've cracked the code. I think we're going to do a really lame intro like we just did. We're going to talk about what's in the news and what's happening because obviously people need our commentary on that. And then we're going to talk about our topic of the day, which is why we call ourselves otters. So let's each pick one news topic to talk about. I'll let you go first. You can introduce yours. Mine is the most important, so I'm really glad that we're starting with mine. So mine is, as of Thursday, Harry Styles released his new single, As It Was. Guys, this is very important. I've got lots of things to talk about. My One of my best friends is currently in New York, who's also a Harry Styles fan. So I really haven't been able to talk about it with people, so I'm going to share my thoughts with the internet. (laughs) Dad's laughing because his is probably really serious about, like, Ukraine or something, and so, mine's about Harry Styles. So, you know, it's funny. I, you you definitely are still learning podcast and microphone etiquette Am because your volume level was, like, at about a two, and then as soon as you mentioned Harry Styles, you went right to ten. Dad, it's because I just, he's a really good artist, and he deserves that excitement. What's that noise? That noise is your phone. Oops. I told you to that. leave your phone well, away from okay, the... Okay, I was trying to pull statistics for the people. Oh it's my gone gosh. Now. Anyways, okay guys, my phone is away now. I don't know why, that's like some weird some weird stuff It's going a loop on. feedback. You cannot have your cell phone anywhere near the booth or in the booth. Well. So now when we're talking like this, oh my well. volume is way louder than you. But it's... as soon as you get excited, you're going to like peek out. So don't do that. Yeah, but just back away when you get excited. Well, Dad, I just can't control when I get excited. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Who's Harry Styles? I cannot believe you just asked me that. That is so insulting. 
Dad, you know who. Dad, if you don't know who Harry Styles is. Doesn't he have some kind of song called Banana Peppers or something? No, Dad. It's Watermelon Sugar. We've been. Okay. (laughs) Did I not tell you what happened? So, Dad, he's releasing his new album called Harry's House on May 20th. And, Dad, he released. So, okay. I should have shown you a picture before. I'm so sorry that I didn't do this for you. So, you know how he's got his song Watermelon Sugar and he's got another song called Cherry and he's got another song called Kiwi? Right, right. Okay. So, he released his album artwork and, like, it's like 10 pictures because it's like he's got like 10 songs on i think it's 10 or 11 okay songs on the album and each like so it's like half a door open and then it's a picture dad guess what one of the pictures are of what is it grapes i think he's got another song about fruit this man cares so much about our health he cares so much about our health dad i just i think that we should just be thankful for him (laughs) he is teaching a generation to eat their fruits and vegetables okay yeah well, you know, we listened to the release a couple of days ago, and I thought I, I panned it a little bit. It seemed a little thin to me, but I think you liked it. I think it's going to grow. Okay, well, I didn't like it at first, which was very surprising for me because I like almost anything he releases, but I think it's going to slowly grow on everyone. Like, I've been listening to it a couple of days. Also, the place where we listened it to in the car is, like, not the ideal place to listen to any new song. If you're going to listen to it. Okay, well, one, first of all, everyone was running commentary during it, and I was very upset about that. I couldn't properly but hear. But we were plugged into the, the to the Bose acoustic sound system in the vehicle. So for me, because I love music, music is like one of my favorite things, and if I'm listening to a new album, to a new song, a new artist, I want to listen to it in my headphones, in my like my earbuds for the first oh, time. okay. Because it kind of, like, one, my earbuds are, no- are noise-canceling, so that's really important. It kind of cancels out any- anything else. And it just really helps you kind of like you can hear lyrics, you can hear sound, you can hear drum beats versus in a car speaker. No matter how good the car is, you're not going to be able to listen uh, to yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I'll, I'll I, give you that. I've been listening to it a little bit more. There are some spicy lyrics in that song, some very spicy lyrics of his. I can, like, don't we don't have time to get into it, guys, because we have to talk about other things. But his like current girlfriend is referenced in the song and not a lot of people are like a fan of that and so there's just there's a lot going on. we i could dissect all the lyrics but we don't have time for that yeah so that's what's happening in my news so in your news from gen z harry styles harry releases styles a released new his single. new song and okay. i would rate it a six out of ten with potential to grow well my news for the week is the slap heard around the world oh my gosh y'all so i you know i didn't even watch the oscars this year but unless you've been hiding under a rock you heard about, uh, which probably now is a couple weeks old when you're listening to this podcast, but the slap heard around the world when uh, Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, her hair, or lack thereof, mm-hmm. and uh, Will Smith took offense to that and decided to walk up on the stage and... That was a, good, that was a really good sound effect. <laughs> slap Chris Rock and... Uh, Wow, they the the news just keeps coming out, and yesterday he officially resigned from the academy. So what does that mean? I'm very confused by that. I don't know. It's all about memberships and clubs, and you know, you know, being a part of it so you can be officially voted upon. I, I guess I, my I, eyes. I probably should have I probably should have did some research on it before you start asking me questions. <laughs> but you know. It's a throwback to live TV. When you have live TV, Mm -hmm. stuff's going to happen. And the Oscars in their history have had all kinds of crazy live moments, you know. Oh, yeah. This isn't the first weird, crazy thing that that has happened. Um, But, yeah, that has gotten everybody talking. And I guess if I could sneak in, probably a more important news topic that we should talk about a little bit is... 
a war has started since we started the podcast. Yes. So Russia has invaded Ukraine. Yeah. And that's not going well. But uh, we keep praying for the Ukrainian people and praying that God would be there for them. And, and the Russian people. And the Russian people, too. Absolutely. I don't think they really want war either, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, my prayer has been for both of them. And I, I hope this comes to a quick resolution. Yeah. And uh, we pray that no more lives would be lost. And, you know, I, I just want some peace and harmony in the world, you know? Yeah, I've been following a lot of evangelists and um, people that have sent a lot of, like, missionary teams to the border of Ukraine and Russia. And it's just been beautiful to see kind of the stories that are pouring in. Um, I think we talk a lot about social media and, and the harm that it can have. But at least in, I know um, when I was talking about it with a couple of different people, uh, in my in my at least in my lifetime this is the first time that a war has broken out where there's a live coverage from citizens i mean you didn't really see that in afghanistan oh or yeah the Middle East, no but, yeah you're right i mean not to like flex my generation or whatever but like i've been watching videos of like people who are like doing tiktok dances in their bomb shelter like it's crazy like people are it's so, that has it's, to be a gen z thing it's right so there. bad but like people have been doing tours of like a day in the life in my bomb shelter and it's like it's not edited footage like it's people that are my age you know what i mean but i think it really paints a really different picture of war when citizens can post firsthand accounts of what's going on it's not necessarily obviously like do your research if you're getting your news from twitter like <clears throat> know what know it is edited and whatnot but i think it's super interesting that for the first time media is being held accountable because the citizens are the reporters right yeah and and we hear about it instantly there's no delay whatsoever Mm -hmm. and quite often live as it's happening we see it you know so you know you just i mean it's just sad i you know i want a quick resolution my prayers are for the russian people and the ukrainian people and that that the the powers would be would get this thing worked out and get it done, and uh, we could turn the corner. And but I, I have a feeling it's going to be with us for a while. I don't. You think it's going to end quickly? Last I heard, they were kind of a stalemate of Russia when they were deploying stuff. Had kind of they've well, had a lot of roadblocks. Well, it, you know, hopefully the hostilities will end quickly. Yeah. But there's still it's going to take a while to work through oh, all the 100%, stuff that's happened. One hundred percent. Yeah, agree. absolutely. But anyway, let's turn the page and our topic for this week's podcast. It's so good, guys. And if you may have noticed in our first episode, uh, Tori and I referred to ourselves as otters, that we are otters. Like the cute little fluffy animal. Yeah, and that's our personality types. And so uh, I'm really big into the personality types. I like those a lot. Um, and, you know, we, we like to use Gary Smalley's, you know, personal personality uh, types uh test that he has and we give it to everybody and there are basically four types of personalities and you could do the myers-briggs you could do the disc i mean there's so many of them out there but 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 the thing that i like about the 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 smalley institute's personality test is it breaks it down into four animals that we can easily kind of identify with or connect with with, you know and so let me just mention the four of them and then we'll talk about some of their strengths and weaknesses and you can comment tori what you think as well so the four personality types are the lion and this person's uh, relational strengths, they take charge, they're problem solvers, they're very competitive, Go-getters. they enjoy challenges, they enjoy change, uh, and they're confrontational, you know. For context, I am an otter lion. Lion is my second 
but not by much. So yeah. they're pretty even for me. And I'm an otter lion as well. My lion is just below my yeah. otterness. So Dad and I are essentially the same person. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just two different generations, right? So true. So the second one is the otter. And the otter's relational strengths are they're optimistic, they're energetic, they're the motivators, they're future-oriented, they're, they're people persons. Just think of otters. You know, an otter love is going to get the work done, but they're going to have fun in the process, right? Because, okay, why would anybody do any work if you're not going to have fun? I'm so serious. <laughs> I know so many. Okay, we're going to get to it. But uh, I just, I don't know why anybody would do something if they're not going to have fun with it. So we have the lion, we have the otter, we have the golden retriever. I love the golden retriever so much. These are warm and relational. They're loyal. They're the Hufflepuffs. They enjoy routine. They're peacemakers. And they're very sensitive. They have very sensitive feelings and they're sensitive to others. In the most sweet way. Yes. One of my best friends is a golden retriever, and I just adore her. Yep, absolutely. And then the last personality in the personality profiles by Gary Smalley is the beaver. Our arch enemy. Yes, they are accurate and precise. They are quality control oriented. They're discerning, and they're very analytical by nature. For context, my brother is a beaver, my mom, my father's wife is a beaver, and my fiancé is a beaver. So we're outnumbered in our house. It's so concerning. <laughs> yes. So so I mentioned the relational strengths. Let me mention when those strengths get out of balance what these four personality Which types look like. They okay? never do. So the lion, even though their strengths are taking charge and problem solver and competitive and they enjoy change and all those kind of things. When those strengths are out of balance, they can be too direct or impatient with people. Too busy. They can be cold-blooded. They can be impulsive or they can take really big risk. Or they can just be insensitive to others. Um, the lion's communication styles, they're usually direct or blunt one way. And the weakness there is they're not as good as... My oh, phone is not by my That's phone. not your phone. That's our washing machine going off. Oh, my off. gosh. This <laughs> is the crazy. I'm telling you, it's a no edits podcast. So you get our basement, you get our basement, right? I don't I hope you can't hear that too bad. But anyway, they're very direct, very blunt, personal attention to, you know, their needs, relational needs are uh, they need personal attention. They need recognition for what they do. Um, they need an opportunity to solve a problem. Uh, and their balance, a balance for a lion is to add softness and to become a great listener. That's kind of where they can grow in their area. So I need so much attention. So I just relate to that so much. <laughs> Dad always jokes around. If I'm just lounging around the house, Dad's like, do you just need attention? And it's yep. always like, I do. I just need attention. And then we come to, let's do the otters last, w w since that's what you and I are. The golden retriever, again, their relational strengths are they're warm loyal they enjoy routine they're peacemakers uh, sensitive feelings when those strengths are out of balance uh, they they tend to attract those who are hurting um, they miss opportunities because they they'll stay in a rut uh, they sacrifice their own feelings for harmony and they can be they can be easily hurt or they can hold a grudge because they were hurt by somebody um, their communication style is often indirect. They'd rather write you a letter than tell you to your face. That's so frustrating. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know some retrievers, and I'm like, y'all. Uh, they're great listeners. Um, 
Some of their weaknesses, they have a tendency to use too many words or provide too many details. Is this the beaver or the retriever? This is the retriever. Sorry, I kind of zoned out for a minute. I know. It's okay. Um, and so uh, what, what, what the golden retriever needs to do for relational balance is learn to say no. Uh, establish some emotional boundaries and learn to confront when their own hurt, their own feelings are hurt. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have the beaver. These are our workers, accurate, precise, quality control. They're analytical. Um, when their strengths are out of balance, they can be too critical or too strict, too controlling, too negative of new opportunities. And uh, they lose the overview or the bigger picture about what's going on. They can get bogged down in the details. Their communication style is they are very factual. They're great listeners as well. Uh, but the weakness in their communication style is the desire for detail and precision Precision can frustrate others. It does frustrate others, i.e. <laughs> me. What, what is a good relational balance for a beaver is total support is not always possible. They just need to realize that. That's so true. And thorough explanation isn't everything. Sometimes you just need the big picture. Yes. <laughs> now, let's... <laughs> Let's come to the otter. Let's come to us, right? Call us out, Dad. Yeah. Call us out. So, roast us. Do you know nah. what roasting means? Yes, I do. What does it mean, Dad? It means to be held to the fire. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. You mean I like just... when a celebrity roast or whatever? Yeah. Held to the fire? Yeah, like when you put them under the fire and you really, you know. Okay, for one second, I thought you were talking about like on a pig on a stick held to the fire. No. I, was, I was like, no, Dad. But okay, you do know. Continue. Yes. Otters, we are optimistic, we're energetic, we're motivators, and we're very future-oriented. We're the life of the party, is what they're trying to say. Our strengths out of balance. When we get out of balance, we are often unrealistic or daydreamer. Retweet. Or we check out right in the middle of Dad describing all of these different personality types. (laughs) No need to call me out. We can be a manipulator or pushy. Mm. Uh, we often avoid details or lack follow through. We like hate delaying this podcast two and a half months. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we hate the word task completion. Oh my gosh. It's guys, I swear it'll be the end of me. Our communication style, uh, we can inspire others. A lot of public speakers, a lot of uh, pastors who preach on Sunday morning are otter-oriented. They're people-oriented. Um, yeah, we can. We are often op- optimistic and, or enthusiastic. Um, our weakness, though, in our communication style is high energy can manipulate others. We can be so rah, rah, rah and pumped up that we just get people to do something that isn't necessarily a good idea. Yeah, we have to use our power for good and not evil. <laughs> so what is a relational balance that we need, Tori, as otters? Okay, so I know I'm. we're probably <coughs> 20 minutes in. I'm so proud of myself. I haven't talked about my wonderful fiancé yet. Hold on. But I'm bringing him in. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought you were done. I'm so no, sorry. I'm going to give you, you the... did a dramatic pause, and so then I was like, whoa, it's know. my time to talk. And like, as typically as an otter, you just jumped right I in. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready. Ready to change gears. <laughs> we need our relational balances. We need to be attentive to mates, our mates' needs. Yes. And there is such a thing as too much optimism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we are about 19, 20 minutes into the podcast. 
perfect. And, and so we're otters. And so when we refer to ourselves as otters, that'll give you a little bit better idea of what, what we mean, what we're talking about. Anyway, I'm giving my daughter dirty looks. I told her very specifically, do not touch the box in the studio. I just touched the box. I know you did. Anyway. Sorry, I wanted to readjust. Yes, go ahead. Readjust. Can I touch? No, you cannot. Okay, sorry. Okay, so back to my point. Dad's <laughs> laughing at me because, guys, just it's literally, I'm not using it as an excuse, but sometimes I just, I zone out. Okay, so. You were talking about relational balance. And right. you can probably speak to this too. Yeah, I think we should both speak to this from our generations. Yes, 100%. Well, what I was going to say, when I brought up my lovely fiance, who would like to rename Nameless, but his name is Wesley. He, <laughs> I love him so much. He's probably not listening to this, but if you are, I love you, Wesley. Um, so he is a beaver retriever, and I am a otter lion. And so, and I'm sure Dad will probably talk about this too with, um, with Mom. But um, she's all well. They're a little bit different. But Wesley and I are, are we cover all four. We cover all of our bases. Of he is a beaver retrie- uh, retriever, and I am an otter lion. And it provides for a really, really interesting relationship dynamic. Especially, How so? Well, we think about everything in polar opposites, and we can sometimes run into <laughs> what one would call roadblocks when it comes to communicating. Because my sweet Wesley, he. I love how his brain works, and I tell him that all the time because it is so vastly different than mine that we'll approach a problem with two completely different perspectives. And when we first started dating, it, like, caused a lot of issues because I was like, why don't you understand me? Like, why are you against me? But as we've, like, gotten engaged and kind of, you know, invited the Holy Spirit into our relationship, that's my number one relationship tip, literally invite the Holy Spirit into your relationship and he'll do the majority of the work for you. But as we kind of did that, I started to realize, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, thank you for this perspective because it actually lets me see things from a completely different way where I would be blindsided by it. So I love having a life partner that is a completely different personality type than me. Like the saying opposites attract, especially in like relational dynamics. I mean, the person that you marry or you are married to, that's the most important relationship you have in your life. And so having somebody who is a complete polar opposite is so crucial. What do you think that? I mean, you've been married for, this is going to be 30 years, woot, woot of marriage. And why don't you talk about your wife's personality type? Well, um, and I think you're right. A lot of the points you bring up are absolutely correct. You know, when I discovered the personality profiles and then went on to do Myers-Briggs and DISC and a whole bunch of other ones, um, you know, I was about 10 years into my marriage at that time. Oh, really? And maybe 11 years into my marriage. So this would have been early 2000s. You guys got married in 1992. Yeah, early not 2000s. To, not to expose you. Yeah, r- just actually right before you were born, you know? Wow, and I came along and I <laughs> helped your marriage out so much. You're welcome. And, you know, you know, Rhonda and I, we had a lot of disagreements and we literally looked at the world as complete opposites. Now, I know now that I'm an otter lion and she's a beaver lion. Which makes for a very interesting family dynamic. Yeah. So what that means is we're going to look at the world differently and we're going to fight really quickly about it. Whereas when there's an otter lion and a beaver retriever, they look at the world very differently but can come into harmony a lot quicker. Yes, which I'm so <laughs> grateful for. Thank you, Wesley. And so, you know, honestly, what the only thing that kept Rhonda and I married the first 10 years was that we knew God had put us together. Was what it comes back to? The Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, you know, and 
But when I begin to understand the personality profiles, yeah. personality types, now, now if you're listening to this podcast, don't don't sit there and say, well, you can't put everybody in a box and blah, those things aren't really true. Well, okay. I, you know, every person is an exception to the rule, yeah. right? I, but, but when I began to understand because my wife was a beaver lion and I was an otter lion, we looked at the world completely differently and I understood that she needed time to process Yes, I y'all, look- I did not understand that people needed to process stuff until I started dating. I was like, oh my lord, I did not know this was a thing. Right. I didn't it- know your brain didn't move at 100 miles per hour and could reach a decision like that. Yeah, I mean, I literally, most of the time, I can make a decision in about a second and a half. Yes. You know, I know what, okay, this is what we need to do. Whereas a beaver really needs to process that. They need, they they get fulfillment out of task completion. Which... God loved them for that because I could not imagine. <laughs> and so what it really did is it helped Rhonda and I to understand one another. Yeah. It helped us to learn to communicate. And guess what? I have become somewhat a little more beaverish over the years, you know. Really? And she's become a little more otterish, you know. She likes that fun. <laughs> people wouldn't know this, but my mom's one of the most fun people I know. Yep. And so, yeah. And so... Uh, it's been really good for us. And so maybe if you're out there, I'm going to put a link in the podcast to the, you can go online for free and take the personality test. I'll put a link in the podcast here in the show notes where you can just click on it and take the test. Maybe you and your spouse or significant other can take the test. Uh, Some of my friends and I have taken it before and that's been really interesting. And it will help you understand how your friends think. If you really want to explore this in a deeper excuse me, you want to explore this in a deeper way. Yeah, take the Myers-Briggs test. I, I'm an ENFP. My wife was Did an I tell IS- you mine changed? ISTJ. No, did yours change? Yes, okay. So, I, so I've so i got a whole... I'm going to get on a whole soapbox here in a moment about personality types, and then we're going to circle back. But my Myers-Briggs used to be ENFP, and then that was like an early high school-ish where... So, like, things like personality tests, I don't know how old you are if you're listening to this, um... You should take, I think, at kind of different stages of life, maybe after you've gone through a big life event. So, like, I took mine six or eight months after I moved out of my parents' house when I lived in Tulsa for a year, when I did a year of school out there. And my Myers-Briggs had changed because I was in a completely different life circumstance, and it's stayed the same since then. So, I'll probably retake it after I get married because I feel like as you evolve and mature, whatever. So, I'm now, Dad, an ENFJ. My judging from my mother has come out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm becoming more like my mom. My mom is an ISTJ for context. Yep. And I am an ENFP. That is an extrovert, intuitive, feeling, and perceptive. And an ISTJ is an introvert, thinking, sensitive, and judging. Is that right? Yeah. So essentially my parents are the exact opposite letters. Yeah. We are the polar opposite on the grid. Yes. (laughs) I am an ENFJ. So it's an extrovert. What's the end? Intuitive. Intuitive. Feeling. Feeling and, and then judging. judging. And yeah. then my partner, Wesley, is an INFP. So he's actually the same as my brother, Zach, who you'll probably hear us mention a lot. But right. Zach's also an INFP. <coughs> and Zach is a beaver retriever. So actually, so I think this, like, this test is really good to take as a family because... Zach and I, my brother, you'll hear him maybe maybe refer to um, him as Abercrombie because that's what I call him, but I'll try to call him Zach for the sake of context. So he is a beaver retriever, just like my fiance, Wesley, and Zach and I are best friends. He's probably, and I mean, that's 
we could probably do a whole podcast. I'd love to. Maybe that's a whole podcast episode in itself of like. Well, it's we'll, funny. Well, maybe we'll bring him on here one time. Yeah, it's funny watching Zach and Wes interact. It's like watching because the same it's person. like two ducks going into a pond together. It's, so it's just funny. so funny. It's so seamless. Yes, they, they flow together so easily. They understand each other's brains. There's no conflict. Than I understand their brains. Yes, <laughs> it's. It, I mean, it's truly wonderful. But because of that. Like, because we took the test when we were maybe a little bit younger and we had verbiage for, for Zach and I's relationship, when Wesley and I first started dating and I was like, hey, let's maybe do, we did DISC together. DISC is really, really good if you're in a work environment. Right. I'd highly recommend DISC. Um, Wesley's actually, I don't know if I told you that, he's actually talking about getting DISC certified because I think it's a really, really good tool. Yep, I do um, too. So we took DISC, we took Myers-Briggs, and I had Wesley take this one, the Gary Smalley one, because that's the one that we're most familiar with in our family. And we found out that he lined up with Zach on almost all of the same tests. And so obviously Zach and Wesley are different. But once I had that context, I was like, oh, my gosh, I now know how to explain your brain a little bit more. Now, here's my soapbox. Okay, before you get on your soapbox, though, I will say this. It does show because you and Zach were best friends and our best friends, you know, all through high school and everything. Yeah. Because you're best friends, it does show you that you have a high compatibility to that personality type. Oh, 100%. And I also prayed for that. Maybe that was just because my parents are polar opposites growing up. But ever since I was a little girl, I literally prayed, God, I want my partner to be my polar opposite. And And he delivered. We can get to your soapbox. But when I was a a pastor for many years, and I I used to do counseling with families and couples specifically— and when I, especially in premarital counseling, I would try to get in and find out how are you guys different? Because, you know, couples would come in and, oh, we love this together and we love this together and we love to do this together. And, and they would often be like, had no clue where they were different. And so I would tell them, I'm listen, you guys, if you guys are the exact same person, then one of you is not needed in this relationship. So good, Dad. So true. You know? So true. And so it's important to discover where you are different yes. because that makes the, the glue that will kind of strengthen yes. and help you stick together. 100%. That's so true. And I found that in my own personal life. So are you ready for my soapbox? Okay, let's get on the soapbox. This is much, this is more a message for my generation, but it might also affect yours. So have you ever heard of, uh, so personality tests, we kind of, we've been talking about that. This is what this episode's about. So, I mean, you've got so many different ones, like Dis, Myers-Briggs, Gary Smalley. Have you ever heard of the Enneagram data? Yes, I have. So Enneagram, that, that Enneagram is really, really popular with my generation. I personally hate the Enneagram, but that's a completely separate podcast episode. Do not like the Enneagram at all. Something that I have found with my generation, and this really, really frustrates me. So this is me calling everyone out, including myself, because I do this sometimes okay. with the Gary Smalley or, or the Disc or anything. Your personality type is not an excuse for your bad behavior. Oh, yeah. So I see so many people, whether they're interacting with their friends or they're they're late on a work assignment or they're interacting with their partner and they're acting rude, disrespectful, maybe out of line. <coughs> when you have a conversation, and this right. is not me calling out any of my, like, my personal friends or whatever. I'm just saying in general, I've seen this with so many different types of people. They go, oh, well, I'm a three, so that's just how I act. Or I'm I'm an otter, so that's just, it's okay that I do that. Or I'm a lion, so I'm allowed to be blunt. No, you're being rude, and that's not okay. That's, that's my lion coming out okay. right there. But it's so, personality types are tools that can help you better learn about yourself, but it should never be an excuse for you to be disrespectful or dishonoring. 
I could not agree more with you, daughter. I mean, I'm sure you probably have stories from from when you've like counseled couples or stuff like that. But like I said, they're tools, but it is not an excuse for you to be yeah. a rude human being. They're not excuses for bad behavior. Yeah. So when I procrastinate on my schoolwork that's due at midnight tomorrow and I have three essays to write, LOL. I can't just say, well, I'm an otter, so I'll do them last minute. No. <clears throat> like, I should have done them earlier right. this week. Oh, yeah. Don't tell mom, though. <laughs> Don't tell the beaver. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, this has been a great show. I've enjoyed talking about this. I hope you guys listening have enjoyed this as well. Um, we're going to have a quick word from... We have a, sh- a show sponsor. Guys, I told you we were going to get brand deals. Look at <clears throat> us. We already Life have- and death, power of the tongue, baby. We already got it. We have our first show sponsor, and uh, we're going to put them in here right at the end. And then Tori and I will be back for a quick message uh, about how you can connect with the podcast. All right. Anything else, Tori? Stay tuned for next week, baby. We're going. Yes, Only we going are. up from here. <clears throat> Every week from here on out for the rest of our lives. Even oh. wedding week, right? <gasps> oh, my gosh. We didn't even talk about the wedding. So many wedding updates for you guys, but we'll get to them <laughs> next time. All right. This is Between X and Z, a dad and his daughter's podcast. I'm Roger. I'm Tori. And thanks so much for listening. Now, word from our show sponsor. Whether your design need is personal, for your business, or for your nonprofit organization, Heather Clark Design has you covered. From logo design to marketing materials to brochures and direct mailers to web banners and web elements to print and social media advertising to showroom and trade show displays, we can work together to finalize your design from initial concept to production. I am easy to reach, I am flexible, and I can meet your deadline and I am significantly more budget-friendly than a typical design firm. You can find me at www.heatherclark-design.com. If you're listening to this, that means that you survived another episode of Between X and yes, Z Podcast. We are made so it. proud of you. We are proud of you. Very proud. Go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms at Between X and Z Pod. And for business inquiries, you can email us at Between X and Z Pod at gmail.com. Awesome. I love all that Between X and Z. What is Between X and Z? It's the wise of life, Dad. We'll see you next week.